0: Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the PokeTower Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 134 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Thank you all for stopping by and tuning in. Today's going to be a pretty short episode because I got wrecked today. Um, I had like a debilitating migraine, uh, which normally when these happen, I'm done for like eight to 10 hours. So that was the case pretty much when I got up this morning at 6 a.m. I fulfilled some eBay orders and then it was like, I was like laying down. I was on and off my phone, but laying down, medicine, lots of medicine. And then uh, you just kind of waited out. out. Um, so I am low energy today. Uh, and therefore, we don't have a lot of content to talk about. But we are touching on the big four. We got a new contender in the Battle Royale. And then, of course, my favorite thing to talk about, Digibattle. Uh, We're going to be checking the pops today. That's what this, the bulk of this uh, podcast is going to be about today, is the Digibattle pops between BGS and PSA, because it's not very accurate to look at one or the other and say pop one, pop two, whatever the case may be. You should combine that. And that should be your pop. And if SGC was to Gray DigiBattle, I would say the same thing. Let me get my caffeine going. Um, What else? Oh, May 19th. Friday, May 19th. Mark your calendars. We will be interviewing Strictly Sealed. Omar from Strictly Sealed. Yu-Gi-Oh! expert. Uh, probably, I think he is my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! collector. We're going to have a lot. To, I know I am. I'm going to have a lot to ask him. Uh, but you're going to want to tune in. That's going to be on a Friday, uh, 10 a.m. Central. I know that's super early, uh, for our West coast guys, or maybe it's 11. I can't remember. It's 10 or 11. (laughs) My, my brain's gone. I'm sorry. Uh, but it'll be one of those, it'll be 10 or 11. Um, if you're in the discord, obviously I'll share again next week and, you know, up until, so I'll have it all dialed in, but, um, all you need to know for now is Friday, May 19th, strictly sealed interview. um, it's going to be fun. I mean, he's he's pretty much like the second or third guest we've ever had on the show. Uh, and like I said, just a plethora of knowledge. And, and even if you're not like a Yu-Gi-Oh person, there's probably a ton you can learn from this guy just by the way he thinks. Um, and you can approach that basically through any type of collectible. All right, let's get into this because actually, you know, despite my head about to explode, I had... I had really fun looking at the information today. So here we go. TCG Battle Royale. Let's go ahead and knock it out. All right. TCG Battle Royale. Let me fix something real quick. Uh, there we go. There we go. Okay. TCG Battle Royale. Our segment where we talk about the four, the big four, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Digimon, um, and their most recent booster release. We do have a new contender this week. Last week, we debuted Digimon across time, which I thought is a pretty solid set. Um, not not much. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of everything. So that's what was kind of cool about it. it. It reminds me of, I guess you could say... I don't know, like a Battle of Omni feel, but minus like all the Omnimons. So like you get rid of all the Omnimons that were in there, but they still gave you an Omnimon. And then we got these new rares with the characters on them. They kind of remind me of campaign rares, but they're a little bit better. They're alt arts. Uh, You have like Ty, you have other tamers in there. So you got stuff that like is for the old Digimon guys, and then you have stuff for the new guys, and obviously stuff for the players. And then they brought the gold rarity and the silver rarity for the two secrets as alternate arts, which is kinda cool. Um, We also have some new Yu-Gi-Oh this week, so here we go, let's get into it. Battle Royale. Uh, We got number one, I'm gonna keep Digimon at the top, uh, just because I think it's the most affordable set, uh, with the most upside, especially with that Omnimon box topper. um, Supposedly a rare pool, which I think right now it's about 290 bucks, so it has come down from the 300-ish, but, We'll see. We'll keep watching it. We'll we'll figure out what happens with that. Um, that gold rare uh, Shoutmon, that's actually like one hundred and thirty bucks right now. And then the silver um, Dark uh, Darkness Bagramon, Bagramon, he's at about eighty, I think. So again, you know, the, a secret rare, basically the price of the box. And then the uh, two other cards, Omnimon and Shoutmon, are you know well above the price of a box right now. Case prices are down eight ninety nine. It's a slight drop there. Box price down to eighty bucks. Again, eighty bucks is still really good for, for Digimon. Um, usually, you, you're going to see mid sixties, low seventies. Um, top four cards in the set come out to five hundred twenty-two dollars, and there are sixteen cards in the set that break the fifteen dollars price point. Not bad, considering you're going to get you know you're going to get a secret and you're going to get an alt or you're going to get two alts. You know what I mean? Like you're still get for sixteen cards out of out of you know you're going to pull two um of a higher rarity so double alts secrets alt secret you know like so your odds of getting some value back in this box is pretty darn good um and then when you compare it to other sets that we're going through this week you'll see that you know it's still I think a solid choice for number one if you collect all four. Number two, going with Dragon Ball Super Power Absorbed. Uh not a lot to say here. The case prices are down on the retail boxes the booster box prices came up a little bit to six twenty-five, uh, which was, I think it was down to six something, low sixes uh, last week. Box prices uh, for the retail box are down to sixty-three ninety-five. Top four cards in the set come out to five thousand dollars and uh, five thousand thirty-five, and there are twenty-five cards in the set that break the fifteen-dollar price point. Again, that's combining two sets. So remember, there's the retail box and the hobby box. I'm combining it all into one, so it's kind of skewed. Um, if you're buying a retail box, you can't expect to have twenty five cards that are gonna break that fifteen dollar price point okay so it's a little bit skewed, but it's you know it's a unique set I still like it this Goku's still floating around at two thousand bucks uh the secret rare right here is at about a thousand and then the cooler is still around five six hundred so and I think the uh alternate art you are number one, so it basically has Vegeta and Goku in it that one's I got a thousand bucks on tcG play right now so Still doing really well. Um, you're not seeing a lot on the graded market. Um, you do see a lot of people are grading these in BGS 10s, this Goku, so that's that's a sign that he's grading really well. However, I did see some raw ones that had scratches on the foil, so I'm guessing those people probably knew that there were scratches on the foil. I think this light died behind me. Oh, they're just gonna keep still look at that. Stop, stop. Oh well, let it be. Um. So you know, power absorbed. I, I know it's kind of it's one of the older sets on on the battle royale, but it's it's going to be number two because the value is just there. Like I think this is actually something that's going to retain value, especially with that Goku in there. That's not something that's going to dro- drop too far. You know what I mean? Like what? Okay, maybe you get one for eighteen hundred when it, when you know they were selling at two thousand something. You know, like it's got a lot of value in there. Um, and I don't think you're going to see any weakness in this set until Dragon Ball or Bandai basically um, makes another set that's like this. So like, oh, yeah, remember Power Absorb? Guess what? This is another one just like it where we're going to put a hologram rare, and then you're going to get two different boxes. Like, If they do that, then I think people will start to look at things differently. But as of right now, this is the first of its kind, and they went home run with the rarity and the character. Uh, so it's going to stay number two. I know. I know it's not accessible to everyone, but the value is there. I think if you invest your money, I, I think that's this is one of the safest like modern products to invest your money in. All right, number three this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing Pokemon. Going Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I think this set sucks. Like it sucks compared to other sets. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. It, it's the first of the Scarlet Violet era, so it's you know it's got its own little thing there. But case prices are at six fifty eight. Box prices are at 111 and then top four cards in the set come out to $138. You can get the four most expensive cards in the set for 140 bucks. That's only $30 more than a box. Um, this is just uncharted for Pokemon, and I'm hoping that they figure it out uh, on the next, next set or s- subsequent sets. They, they got to bring back... I don't know what it is, um, but, you know, like when you have stuff like, you know, evolving skies, brilliant stars, um, even chilling rain, like even battle styles, like there's cards that are outpacing these brand new Scarlet Violet cards. They got to they got to up it. But, you know, maybe this is the future for Pokemon is they say, hey, we want it more accessible to everyone. Unlike Dragon Ball over here, making cards you can't afford. Um, and that's just the price we're going to pay. We maybe they're doing maybe they're, you know, they care about volume. Like, hey, we, we care about volume of sales, not, not, you know, maybe the price per. But let's just do it, a hundred, you know, a million times. That's what we'll do. Who knows? You know, I have no idea. I'm putting it at number three, though, because when you look at number four, this is a brand new set. This is Yu-Gi-Oh! Cyberstorm Access. Uh, and I'm putting it at number four just because, like, I think if you're a casual collector and you don't play Pokemon or you don't play Yu-Gi-Oh!, I think you would put this last. That's, that's why it's number four. Uh, obviously, if you play, I think there's things in there that you'll probably want. But if you don't play Yu Gi Oh and you're not a fan of like uh, GX or like Yu Gi Oh, like Zexel, like if you're not a fan of the 5Ds, like any of that stuff, you're not going to have any interest in Cyberstorm Access. And except for the fact that, hey, I could pull a Starlight Rare. That might be the only thing that, that you could relate to. Uh, as as far as the set goes. But uh, case prices are at 779. That's its debut there. Box prices 7204, which is pretty normal uh, for starlight rares. Top four cards in the set come out to 911 dollars Those are all Starlights. And there are 12 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. But those are all Starlights. And then I think there's maybe one or two secrets and then an Ultra in there. So very low. Um, I would you know, Maze of Memories was a better pick over this for collectors. Uh, you know, but again, if you're a modern Yu-Gi-Oh! guy, like not modern, but newer, you're into the 5Ds, you're into Zexel, like Yu-Gi-Oh! R, you know, like that stuff. You'll like this because there's lots of cards in there that, you know, you'd, you'd be familiar with. But like someone like me, who's a season one, season two, I just can't relate to anything in here. Uh, even if there's a starlight, you know, it's just it's hard for me uh, to, you know, feel anything for this set. Doesn't mean it's bad. You know, I'm sure there are players that are like, hey, there's all kinds of stuff in there I need. Uh, But in terms of collecting, if you're an old head like me, there's really not much to to really go for. Okay, so that is it for the Battle Royale this week. Number one is going to be Digimon again. Number two is Dragon Ball Super Power Absorbed. Number three is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That's a typo. See, that's what happens when you have a massive headache. That's a typo. Number three is Pokemon Scarlet Violet. And then number four is Yu-Gi-Oh! Cyberstorm Access. Okay? There we go. That's it for the Battle Royale. Moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right. Pokemon this week. Um, there really isn't that much news to talk about, but there was something that I was looking at like for the last two, three days, and that is the Pokemon Center exclusive uh, Mario, Pikachu, Luigi, Pikachu promos. Specifically, the sealed boxes and then specifically the promos that come within that box. That's what I was looking at. I was actually going to try and buy some um, because I feel like this is one of the few, this is one of the few like modern promos because this is a 2016 product. Uh, this is one of the few modern promos that I actually I kind of like. Like, the more I look at it, I'm like, this is sweet, you know, Mario, Pokemon. It's one of the few promos that I like. I, I could be like, hey, I, could, I like that, you know, um, and I knew they were expensive. I knew they were crazy expensive, but I was thinking, you know, hey, maybe maybe there's something I can find um, to make this work. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about these promos. Um, if you joined Pokemon, like if you if you got back into collecting, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, like if you're the modern guys like us, you know, we're new guys. Um, this was something that you saw probably probably when you first got onto like TikTok or Instagram. These were probably some of the first things that like a lot of the OGs were showing. They're like, Hey, check this out. And we were like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Now it's been a few years later and this stuff has really matured and it's, it's a sweet product. Um, first of all, I just like the way the boxes look. This is like something I could actually keep sealed. Uh, it's from the X, Y era, but we're going to go ahead and take a look here at the product. All right. So we've got so many damn ads. Jeez. The Mario Pikachu special box. I'll read it to you guys. You're not gonna be able to see much on screen there. Uh, The Mario Pikachu special box was one of two special boxes made available on October 29th, 2016 in a crossover campaign with the popular Nintendo mascot, Mario. The box features artwork by uh, Saito. I can't say his name. That takes inspiration from the Japanese box art of Super Mario Bros with a Pokemon twist. A Pikachu holding a big mushroom substitutes Mario holding a Super Mushroom. Bowser holding Princess Peach and Two Toads. Captive is substituted by Blastoise, Diancie, and Fungus. Respectively, the Fire Flowers are substituted by Flebebe. You got all these different Pokemon on the boxes. Box The box includes 64 card sleeves. That's pretty cool. Uh, a deck case, a card box with space to store your cards, and then two promotional cards. So there's actually not a lot in this product. If you guys can see right here, this is it. I mean, you get a box, you get a deck box, and you get two promos and some sleeves. So it's actually a pretty empty box in terms of like, you know, it's not like there's all kinds of different cards in there. <laughs> um, But the first thing I did, like I do with anything, is that, you know, hey, let's go check out the pops on this thing before we just go, you know, spend the money. Because these boxes, they sell for like, I mean, you can get some on auction for maybe 2,500, you know, around there, 2,000 to 2,500, but buy it now is out of control right now. Like everyone is at like 4,000 plus for these boxes. Um, so I, I wanted to take a look and say, hey, okay, well, let's look at these things and see how they grade because my idea was I was going to rip the son of a gun open, grade these cards, right? Uh, I would like to keep, I'd probably keep like these full art cards and then get rid of these ones. That's what I would have done uh, to kind of subsidize, you know, the cost there. Um, so looking at the pops for the Mario Pikachus. So you got the regular Mario Pikachu. This is just like the standard art one. Um, it has a, it has a population of 1,319 and the PSA 10, uh, 1,100, 1,141 of those are PSA 10. So a very high gem mint rate, uh, basically, you know, about a 90% chance, about eighty eighty five ninety 85, 90% chance you're going to get a PSA 10 on that one. Uh, if you open a brand new box, um, Then the full art Mario Pikachu, there are 1,477 of those and 1,146 graded in a PSA 10. So again, very high gem mint rate, 80 plus percent that you're going to get one. So when I saw that, I was kind of like, like these things are kind of, you know, the the sealed boxes are kind of like overpriced, you know what I mean? Because if you look at the PSA 10s of the Mario's Pikachus, they sell for like, Anywhere from fifteen hundred to maybe just over two thousand. So you would have to you would have to sell everything just to break even on a sealed box. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? I was hoping, you know, buy the pair, Mario, Luigi, get rid of the one of one Mario card and get rid of one Luigi and then keep one of each. And that's how I was going to subsidize it. But it, the math just is, isn't there for these. Um, the, the Luigi Luigi. Oh my gosh, Luigi Pikachu. Um, there are 1,323 of these. So very similar to the Mario one, uh, like literally like four more. Um, and 1,124 of those are PSA 10, the full art Luigi, uh, 1,458, which is about 20 less than the Mario. These pops are almost identical and you have 1,181 are PSA 10. Now these are, they're just really cool. I like the idea. I like the green. I like the red. I like the theme of that. Um, And, you know, we're a little late on these, but uh, I was thinking, you know, I I got the extra money. Let's see if we can get something big. And it just, uh, I just, I don't feel like spending $5,000. And that's like for one box right now. Like they, so basically, if you want to buy two, you're going to need at least eight, seven, I would say seven to $9,000. And then even if you graded tens on, you'd have to sell all four just to break even. And that don't sound right to me. Um, But this was something I was looking at. And I actually think, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if you can't do a sealed box, you might want to consider looking for the raw cards themselves. Uh, They have a very high gem mint rate. That doesn't mean, I mean, using common sense, it's likely that if someone's selling the raw cards, uh, one, they don't want to grade and they don't know how to grade. Maybe they're just not into that. But then the other thing is, which is probably more likely Everyone's integrating and they know that it's not going to grade well. So that's why they're selling it. So those are the two things you got to worry about. But these kind of seem so special. That this is something you could probably do near Minton. Like you could probably, you know, look for those PSA sevens, eights, nines. And I think long term would actually do really well just because, you know, Mario, Nintendo, Pikachu. We're talking like Big. These are big hitters uh, in Nintendo. So this is not this is not like a special delivery Pikachu. This is not like a a Badoof Charizard. This is a big deal, uh, and you can tell that by the sealed boxes and how much those have skyrocketed over the last you know few years. So I would definitely uh, take a look at this. This is something I'm gonna have to look at again and say, hey, let's go see if we can find some raw copies. Uh, you know, I would love to pay a thousand to maybe you know fifteen hundred for some raw copies. And you can just let those sit in a binder for some time. And I think you do well. Um, You know, you never know. I don't know how many more of these are sealed, but like if you go on eBay right now, you might find eight boxes that are sealed. That's it. Now, could there be guys with loads of these sealed somewhere? Absolutely. And and something like that flooding the market could just ruin your entire investment. But I think raw cards, you know, I don't think they're going to drop below a thousand bucks. So I would definitely entertain that idea. If you're in, if you want to get a high-end promo, I think this is actually one of the coolest ones, um, and you could actually apply this to the Poncho Pikachu's as well because they kind of have the same theme. Um, but uh, I was also looking at like the Gyarados Poncho, the Charizard Poncho, and uh, Rayquaza. I was looking at those two, um, but I really wanted this the most. I thought, you know, this is kind of this is kind of a big deal in terms of like collaboration. Uh, we may never see something like this again. So. Something to think about. That's what I was looking at for Pokemon this week. Wanted to share it with you guys. Um, And that is it for Pokemon. Now, let's touch on some Yu-Gi-Oh real quick. And then we'll get into... uh, Oh, wait. We got a couple more things. Let's get into some Yu-Gi-Oh. All right. Here we go. All right. Yu-Gi-Oh Cyberstorm Access. This is the new set. We're just going to touch on it real quickly. So you guys kind of know what to expect. If you haven't really done any research on it. Uh, This is from Pojo.com. Pojo's my favorite. Hold on, let me get a drink. Hopefully I'm holding up okay. I feel like I'm really slow. Um, Here we go. Friday, May 5th. Yep, just dropped. Enter the data storm and take hold of extraordinary new monster spells and traps in Cyberstorm Access. The new Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game booster set scheduled spring 2023. All right. Cyberstorm Access has a huge haul of powerful new monsters for your extra deck headlined by a brand new Link-6 evolution of Firewall Dragon. It's got 3,500 attack power, uh, rewards you for combining classic Cyber Link summoning tactics with Ritual Fusion, Synchro, and XYZ summoning tactics. A lot of stuff I have no idea about. (laughs) So back it up with the newest Code Talker uh, and a devastating one-two punch. All right. Meanwhile, the journey of Visa's Starfrost continues onwards, To a strange new world, experience a powerful new synchro summoning strategy while unraveling the mysteries in the newest chapter of this story. Look to the stars and you'll find brand new cards for Teller Knights, the very first XYZ monster theme of Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc-V era. Speaking of Arc-V fans, of Gong Strong and his super heavy samurai style of dueling are in for a treat with several brand new cards to let them stand tall in the face of adversity. Again, I have no idea what's going on here. You'll also find new card strategies for recent sets like Amazing Defenders. Check that out. So you might want to start looking. If you opened Amazing Defenders because you wanted to get some uh, collector rares, you might want to check your bulk for Amazing Defenders because there is stuff in Amazing Defenders and Photon Hypernova that can be added to Cyberstorm Access, okay? You'll find new strategies. Uh, Oh, we already said that. Adopt a new pearly monster. Reinforce your Rescue Ace Barracks. Meet the new Mekonko Dancer. Get up and ride. The Gold Pride Race got off to a chaotic and destructive start in Photon Hypernova. What is going on? All right, here we go. Let's get to the set breakdown. Cyberstorm Access contains 100 new cards, 50 commons, 26 super rares, 14 ultra rares, 10 secret rares, and then obviously you have a handful that make it into the Starlight Rarity. And that dropped on Friday. Again... I I think most I think most of our Yu-Gi-Oh guys that follow this podcast are probably like the old heads. Um they're like classic Yu-Gi-Oh guys. Um you know, I need to watch the newer Yu I've So here's the thing. I've al- I've always been I've always been recommended to watch the newer Yu-Gi-Oh. So like I stopped after um like Battle City, right? So was that season 2, season 3? Like that's where I finished. But a lot of people say like GX um Zexel like that type of stuff is actually pretty good. 5Ds is actually pretty good. So maybe I should watch it. and Maybe I'd find some appreciation there for some of these cards that get printed in these sets. Um, I don't know. You guys let me know in the Discord. Am I wasting my time or should I go check it out? Because every time I watch Yu-Gi-Oh! I go back to season one. I watch it all. And then I start season two and then I don't finish it. That is literally what has happened the last three times I've tried Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, so, you know, and that's why I always go back to like, hey, let's go get all these character cards from this show. That's pretty much what I try to do anytime I go on like a Yu-Gi-Oh run. Um, so you guys let me know. Um, there you go. That's Yu-Gi-Oh St- Cyberstorm Access. I don't think it's gonna be a favorite amongst most of our peeps, but maybe uh, maybe you're a player and, and this is pretty sweet. Uh, let us know. All right, moving on to Dragon Ball this week. Here we go. All right. Dragon Ball Super. We talked about Resurgence, which is going to be a, a new set in the Zenkai series. Uh, they will have a God Rare. However, last week, uh, or yeah, earlier this week, we got, um, we got a, a little leak here of the new Shenron, the Eternal Dragon Secret Rare. Uh, so there isn't much news to cover here. We're just going to cover uh, talk about something from Bleeding Cool, and then we'll go from there. Alright, Dragon Ball Super reveals the Shenron Secret Rare. This was uh, Tuesday, May 2nd. It comes from bleedingcool.com and this card looks sweet. Um, now, we already talked about how it's going to be the next set in the Zenkai series. There's going to be a God Rare, which we don't know what it is, but we do know that there's going to be some Golden Frieza stuff in there uh, and then they just revealed the Secret Rare Shenron. Check this out. Look at that. So, that card i mean that looks like there's a ton of texture on that um and this is probably the coolest shenron card that i've seen um man that looks insane what's up with this one on the right so that's the sample on the right over here yeah this one looks i mean this probably looks just nuts Uh, and i'm trying to think when they did the last one when they did the Bardock one. Uh, I don't think they showed the Bardock secret rare initially. So I don't think it's going to be Shenron as a god rare. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty... That's a classic character to throw in a card. I could totally see them trying to throw Frieza on there because they keep talking about it. Um, like, let me see here. It says... We can confirm that the set will include a God Rare, though we do not yet know who will join Vegeta and Bardock. Okay. We can also confirm one of the set's focuses on the uh, Golden Frieza saga from Dragon Ball Super. So maybe there's a Goku. Maybe there's a Goku that comes out of this, right? Um, Like an SSB Goku. Uh, That could be something. Golden Frieza, I could see. Uh, Who else? I mean... Shoot I mean it could be as a Shenron, but I don't see them putting Shenron on in a God rare yeah, that's an awesome looking card. I mean for a secret rare that's really nice um you know, and I won't be rushing I think you know I always prioritize Dragon Ball like the lowest out of everything, um, but that's a sweet card that is really cool. Will this Shenron secret rare get a thousand dollar plus God rare alter? Who knows? I have no idea you guys got to tell me what you think um. We just take this information as it comes. And uh, that was I saw the card finally. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. All right. Real short and sweet on the Dragon Ball. Now let's get to the sauce. We're going to be talking about Digimon. Here we go. All right, guys. Um, so this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things to take away. So we're going to be talking about digi battle pops pop. If you don't know what pop means, it means population like the like a graded population. How many of these things exist that are graded? Um, There's a there's a a, a very heated debate on what's better, what's more rare, what should be the standard, what should be, you know, chased more often. Um, And that's the digi battle foil versus the digi battle gold stamp. I'm not here to tell you which one is which. I'm here to give you the numbers and you can kind of see for yourself that they're really not too different. Um, so what I did is I went to BGS uh, Beckett's website, I went to PSA's website, pulled up series three info, series four info, series five, and series six, and then I picked you know some of the most popular cards from those sets or the highest graded cards so we could have a bigger sample. Um, Obviously, Series 3 and what you see on screen is going to be War WarGreymon. Um, that is the guy. And there's lots of interesting stuff to take away from this. So we'll kind of do a summary at the end. Um, but my, my job here is just to display the information and you can make your own decisions, right? Um, <clears throat> I really don't like... My biggest problem that I have with, with Digibattle, and you guys will see me. You know, I'll, I'll go on my rants on my Instagram I'll call people out, you know, I'll run my mouth. I really don't care. Um, doesn't like, I enjoy educating people. So I don't care about when people get pissed or when they get, you know, they get their feelings hurt and they start calling me names, they start doing stuff. I don't care. Right. Like someone just said I had a mental health issue the other day because I told them to stop crying about a card they don't own. That's it. You know what I mean? So like, I'm used to this stuff. It's not a big deal. I like talking about it because it helps more people than it does the people that just cry all day. So, that being said, check this out. Um, we're going to be talking about the War Graymon from Digi Battle Series 3. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is the total graded population at BGS and PSA. So, this is combined, this is how many cards have been graded at both places. Uh, for the foil, which is on the left, there have been 52 foils graded all together between BGS and PSA. You look at gold, gold has been graded 41 times by BGS and PSA combined. Um, so you, as in that stat, there are more foils than there are golds in the graded, graded population. That's just how it is. Um, the total gem mint population. So gem mint... For BGS, goes 9.5 and up. PSA goes 10 and up. The total gem mint population for BGS and PSA for the foils is 7. There are 7 foils out there that have gem mint or higher. PSA, um, I'm sorry, the gold stamp has 10 between BGS and PSA. So again, 9.5 and higher. You have 10 for the gold stamp and you have seven for the foil. And it, to me, that's one of the biggest tells right there. Like, you know, the story that you'll hear from a lot of people, especially people who are selling Digibattle, um, you know, I, I sell Digimon cards, but I don't sell my best Digimon cards. I never do. they will never see them for sale. But people that are trying to sell these specific cards will tell you, you know, hey, you can't find foil. It's the hardest card to pull. Uh, And they're also harder to grade. But when you look at the stats, there are more foils than there are golds. And then you look at the gem mint population, there's only three more. There's only three more golds than there are foils. So you're talking three one, two, three. I have like, I can have three copies right behind me, and that would be it. So it's not a lot. It's not as much as people say it is. Then I went a step further. And I said, well, let's take a look at the mint population, right? So mint would be nine uh, at PSA and mint would be nine at BGS. And again, the foil has more mint than the gold stamp. You have 14 foils that are mint and you have nine gold stamps that are mint. Um, so take what, what I take from this is that there are more foil than gold. Gold is easier, has a higher gem mint rate than foil, but not as much as people say it does, right? Seven versus 10 is nothing. Uh, and then foil has a higher mint rate than gold, which tells me that people are probably pulling these war grey a lot more. These foil war grey they're pulling them out of the packs a lot more then they're pulling the golds. And the story is, is that you can pull the golds a lot easier, but we have 14 nines right here. That means they are being pulled almost, almost 50% more. Like how do you get beat how do you get a nine? It's probably cause it's packed fresh and it had a couple print lines, maybe a few little scratches or one little white mark on the back. Pack fresh. And guess what? You ended up with a nine. <clears throat> And that this is also the crazy thing about this is that series three has some of the highest pops overall. So you'll see as we go through the other pops, it gets lower throughout each generation. So series three being the highest pops, series four gets a little bit lower. Series five gets a little bit lower. Series six gets extremely low. Um, So that kind of tells you also to, hey, maybe Bandai short printed as they went down like they printed the most of series three then they printed series four a little less they printed series five a little less and it just trickled down and you'll see that here so there's war graymon you guys tell me what you think look at the numbers i mean they almost look the same to me like if you really want to if you really want to take a broad look at this they're very similar gold or foil they're literally almost the same that's what i take away from this. Okay, moving on. Let's go to Series 4. We got Imperial Dramon Fighter Mode. I would say that he's probably one of the most popular guys in that set. Uh, you could go Dragon Mode, um, Imperial Dramon. Um, you could probably go War Grauman. I think Imperial Dramon Fighter is probably the easiest choice um, out of that. Um, I, maybe you could go Gilmon if, if, if there was more. There wasn't enough information for a lot of the stuff, so I had to pick the ones with the highest pops to kind of give, paint a full picture here. Um, so this one was pretty interesting because if you remember Series 3, you had 52 foils and 41 golds. If you look at Series 4, the total graded population between BGS and PSA for the foil is 16. The total graded population between uh, BGS and PSA for the gold, 16. (laughs) Gem mint population for foil is going to be two, only two. And then the gem mint population for gold is four. Like, again, we always say, you know, golds are so easy to grade. Anyone can get a 10, but it's like we only have four in a gem mint. And then you have two in a foil. So. We're talking two cards. That's it. And then you look at the mint population. And again, this is kind of like what we were seeing with the more Greymons. You have seven foil um, with a grade of mint uh, from BGS or PSA. There's seven, uh, which is three times the amount that you have in gold stamp for uh, BGS and PSA. So the Imperial Drummond gold stamp only has two copies that are, are mint. This, this is, again, indicative that if you're going to pull a card in mint condition, you're probably going to pull an Imperial Dramon before you pulled an uh, Imperial Dramon foil before you pulled an Imperial Dramon Imperial gold. Now, if you do, in the event you do pull an Imperial Dramon gold, your chances of getting a gem mint are a little bit higher. That's, that's how I read this. But again, the numbers are so damn close. The only one that isn't, isn't close is the mint population Or you have, you know, 14 to nine there, and then you have seven to two there. So the foils are being pulled a lot more frequently than the golds. Uh, and that's, that's not the story you hear with a lot of people. You, you hear that you'd never pull these and they're impossible to pull, uh, you know, one in a hundred It's Like, you know, they just, they keep stacking the numbers up. But when you look at the populations, that's not what's happening. So you know, maybe the common man doesn't know how to get the sealed product, but someone out there is pulling this stuff. Someone is doing it, right? Because the populations are indicative of that, that they look. People are submitting more foils in mint condition than they are gold in mint condition. <clears throat> and then another thing to note is look at this, look at the series four numbers here, though. You only have 16 foil and 16 gold, which was, you know, that's almost three times as less as the 52 Greymon's, War Greymon's and the 41 War Greymon's. Moving on to series 5. Series 5 gets a little bit more interesting because Series 5 is one of the first sets of like Digimon where they don't have a foil and a gold stamp that is like declared the best character in that set. Most people would say in series 5 it would be Omnimon Black War, Greymon, or Imperial Dramon, Paladin Mode. Those would kind of be like the, the big three, everyone's favorites. This is what people want out of Series 5. Um, so there, it was. this one's a little bit different because you can't, there's no gold stamp Omnimon. There's no gold stamp Black War, Greymon. There's no gold stamp Imperial Dramon, Paladin Mode. So that, that is like irrelevant in terms of what, what numbers we can make because there's just no gold. So I had to go with a card that was a foil, and a gold, which you have the, um, the four Holy Beasts, right? You have the, the Behuman, um, the Ibanumon, the Zukaiomon, and the Azulongmon. Um, you have those guys, but those aren't really like fan favorites. Um, if you're a season two, season three, like Digimon person, you probably know who they are. Uh, but Diaboramon, who is the fifth uh, gold text, he's probably the more well-known character. Um, And he also comes in foil and gold. So that's why we went with this one. Total graded population uh, for the foils is 12. And the total graded population for the golds is 11. So again, more foils than gold. Total gem mint population. You have two uh, gem mint for uh, foil. And you have three gem mint for the gold. Again, we're talking one card. It's not what people say it is. They say that, you know, you can grade, you can grade these uh, gold texts like, like nothing and they'll all get gem mint. It's not true. The numbers just don't reflect that at all. Um, It's very similar to foil. You have two versus three. That's in my eyes. It's like, that's literally the same. You could say the same for 12 for 11, literally the same. Now, this is where it kind of gets a little interesting again Let's look at the mint population. These are cards that didn't get gem mint, but, you know, they're graded nine. You have five of the Diaboromon foil that graded mint um, at BGS and PSA. And then you have three of the Diaboromon in mint condition that uh, are gold. So again, more foils in mint condition than there are golds. And then you're like, well, what gem mint though? Look at the gem mint. You're right. Gold does have a higher gem mint rate, but it is marginal. It's it's even it's less, right? You're talking 3 to 2 versus 5 to 3 here. And again, what what I've been trying to tell people, if you had packs, right? Most of us common guys don't because we can't afford that stuff, but if you had the money to get packs, you would this would be likely what happens. You would pull way more Diabormon than you would uh, on the foil, than you would in the gold. And this is indicative here in the pops, right? Um, and it's not by much. That's the other thing to know, is that it's not like this landslide, like you're gonna pull a ton of foils and no gold, or you're gonna pull a ton of gold and no foil. It's actually pretty even when you look at it. In most cases though, you're going to find foil in mint condition over gold. And that, is, that has been for series three, series four, And Series 5, there's been more foil than there has been gold. (laughs) And specifically in mint condition or better. Now let's take a look at Series 6, which is going to be the rarest. Most people won't even be able to participate in this one because it's so damn hard to get Series 6. But I decided to share it anyway, so you can kind of get an idea. Like This is the broad view of the Digimon Pops. And start thinking for yourself what's actually out there. Look at the information. Don't just listen to what someone says, but actually look at the information and make a decision for yourself. So here's Series 6. I went with Gallantmon because when people talk to me about Digimon or when you see it you know, on Instagram or when you see it on my Discord, a lot of people like this card. It's this one in the Beelzemon. Beelzemon and the Gallantmon are like a big deal for people. However, Beelzebomon was only printed in non-hollow, um, non-hollow, and then a hollow. So he doesn't have a gold stamp. So again, we have to take that one out. Um, and the other thing too, if if you'd like to use Beelzebomon as your example, he's also the highest graded card like in series six. Like he has the highest population of any card. Um, so that really doesn't help either. Uh, but here we go. We have the Gallimond foil, and we have the Gallimon gold. Again, it's another card that has both rarities. Uh, total graded populations for both rarities, right? So for hollow or gold, you have five apiece. Very low. Stupid low. That's like, <laughs> Digimon has the lowest pops ever. Um, now let's go to the total gem mint population. For foil, you have two. For gold, you have three. So what have we, what have we found out through today's numbers? Well, we know that if, if you pull a gold, if, right, you have a better chance at getting a gem mint uh, grade. It's, it's, it is apparent pretty much through every series, except for, uh, actually for all of them, so there you go, series three, four, five, and six. You got a higher rate of getting a gem mint. <clears throat> then let's go to mint population, BGS and PSA, so again, a, a grade nine. The foil has two the gold has one. That's it. Uh, very low pops. And again, to me, when you're splitting one population to the left or to the right, it just looks the same to me. So like, I would literally say like, in, in both scenarios, if you can get your hand on either card, you should be very happy with what you have. 100%. Because that's what the, stat, that's what the numbers say. If you get a gold, it's pretty much just as rare as a foil in this situation. Now people will say, well, you know, you can go buy a foil right now or you can buy a gold right now. It's really not about that. It's about sending these cards in. When you get them graded, what, what do the stats show? And as you can see, there are two mint foils and there's only one mint gold. And then you go to the gem mint. You're talking three to two. I think to me, they're just, they're just so damn close that I think that people fighting about this is, is actually stupid um, because there's... They're really close. They're almost identical. And then the only thing, the only thing that you can conclude from this, like the biggest thing is that you can tell that each set, the pops are getting lower. So you have series three with the highest pops, series four with the second, you know, second highest series five, just under that. And then series six, just under that. The other thing you can conclude is that most of the cards in mint condition are all foil. That is for every set, right? So Series 6, more mint condition cards and foil. Series 5, more foil cards and mint condition. Series 4, same thing, more foil. And Series 3, more foil. So what tells me is that there's someone out there opening this stuff and they're getting the best condition you can get and they're just not getting that gem mint grade. And I think all of us know that it's probably harder to grade a foil than it is a gold stamp. But the idea that it's more rare, I'm just not seeing that. I mean, it's kind of common sense that, yeah, something covered in foil is probably going to show every little issue that it has on the card, which no one's ever disputed that. Um, but what we, what we do have is an issue with rarity. Um, the numbers just don't really back up anyone's claims uh, in terms of foil being more rare. <laughs> All right, there you guys go. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That's, there was so much crap. I mean, you can do this for pretty much any card in DigiBattle. I tried to pick the most popular ones. Um, Again, Series 5 being an outlier. Because you don't... If you had an Omnimon Gold and foil, that would have been great. Or a Black War Greymon Gold and foil, that would have been great. But they don't make those. So Um, we had to roll with Diaboromon. I thought he's still a better pick than the the Holy Beast or the Sacred Beast. So that's what we did. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Give me your comments on that. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, And if this... Is news to you did you guys even know <laughs> that the numbers were this close i mean based on what goes around goes around on instagram and stuff you probably wouldn't have known so hopefully that helps you uh clear up some stuff get you to understand what's going on and um we'll check again you know probably in a year you know something like that give it some time and see if, as these things stack up time will tell what's going on with these cards okay moving on to our last segment of the day gangars grabs here we go Gengar's Grabs, our segment all about you guys. Told you guys it'd be a short episode today. We're at like 48 minutes right now. Okay. If you want to get on this part of the show, all you got to do is join our Discord and then every week share whatever you bought to the uh, Gengar's Grabs tab. Let us know a little story of what's going on with it and uh, you might get a shot of being featured on the show. Here we go. Number five this week. Going with Jake, AKA Paperclip. This was his box break return. So we did a. a our end-of-the-month box break uh, for April a few weeks back, and he pulled a serial-numbered Steph Curry Road to the Finals. I think that one was numbered to 2023, 2022, basically matching the year. That's pretty cool. The reason I put it at number five, again, is because that's something we do as a group um, for our Discord, so you know, those are always going to be my favorite picks or cards that we got together. All right, number four this week, going with C.T., Again, this is another prize um, from our box break that we had at the end of April. So he got a PSA 8 Goku promo. This is from the uh, Bandai sweepstakes that I actually won a while back. Rated the card. Gave it away in this um, most recent box break. So that's what that is. Number three this week. Going with Band from the Discord. That's his name now. Band from the Discord, a.k.a. Christopoli. He got the PSA 9 Magician of Chaos. This was also another prize given out at the April box break, um, and he won it. So he won first place, and that, that's a nice-looking card. I like that we got the double MLC going on right there with CT and uh, Chris. <clears throat> All right. Number two this week. Going with Top G, a.k.a. JT. So this is a—I think these are X-Men cover cards, um, but— You know we don't ever talk about X Men or like Marvel like you know as much as other TCGs, but when you see the cards, they're awesome. Especially if you're like a '90s kid, you know, watching X Men on TV. um, That was one of my favorite shows. So it was really cool to see this, and you know, uh, just a different, different pick, and I, I like it, right? So now we got a little bit of spread. We got a little bit of basketball. We got Dragon Ball. We got Yu Gi Oh. We got X Men, and then number one this week is my favorite Digimon card. Going to JT, a.k.a. Top G. Uh, He got a PSA 9 Omnimon promo. This is the DM01. Uh, This is my favorite Digimon card. So that's why it won number one this week. He also has now the highest grade at PSA. Um, I sent two copies. I was hoping, mine were off-centered. So I was hoping that I was going to get a 9 OC. That's what I really wanted from PSA. They didn't give it to me, ended up JT, I got two eights, JT's got a nine. So once again, he beat me, um, and getting the higher grade, but, uh, I'm just glad that the tower has that. That's a, that's a, that is my favorite card. Uh, Again, like growing up, I had that card in my binder. Um, when I used to go to school, you know, not a lot of kids were into Digimon, but I had that front and center, um, right in, you know, right in the front pocket. Um, you know, when you could, you could slide it in the front of your binder. That's where it was. Uh, no sleeve, no nothing. Just put it right in there. Uh, but yeah, that was that's, that's a classic card. In my opinion, I think it's the best Omnimon card. Um, anyone who could get that in a 10, you should probably just hit me up so I can uh, get that off your hands. Um, but yeah, congrats to JT. That's the highest graded Omnimon um, and the nicest one, I think. So there we go. That's our grabs tab this week. We have uh, some prize winners. We got some X-Men and we got an awesome Digimon card. Okay. That is it for the end of episode 134. Hopefully, my headache and uh, being a little draining on energy didn't hurt to listen to. Appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Join our Discord because it's free. And uh, stay tuned for May 19th with Omar from Strictly Sealed. After Hours, make sure you tune into After Hours every Sunday. That is my. Um, parody slash like funny uh show that you know it's not as serious as the pokey tower <clears throat> and i think that's it i don't got anything else i feel like i'm losing my voice all right guys thank you for watching i will see you next week peace hey this is Ganger. oh my gosh